Hello, everyone. Hey, people. Guess what day it is? We're doing a cold open because it's it's Spotify Wrapped day. It's Spotify Wrapped, and we want you to inform us about your Spotify Wrapped this year. But just the only podcast if, part. I don't really care yeah. about your top song. Well, I kind of do. If, let me know. <laughs> I think it's pretty fun if we find out. Like, people who have us as their top podcast, what music yes. they also listen to. So, we only care about your Spotify rap if you also listen to Bad Pod. This is true. So, yeah. Yeah. We know that there's 69 <laughs> of you who have us as their top one podcast. So yeah, that is the stat all that Spotify 69 gave us. 69 of you of should you. tell us. <laughs> 69. I love that number, and I'm very grateful that there's 69 <laughs> of you guys out there. You have to stop who saying 69. <laughs> I think it's so funny. It's really good. But this cold open is going on for way too long. <laughs> just, yeah, just tag us on Tumblr, and just, we'll love you yeah. forever. Thank you. Tumblr, Twitter, email? Sure. You can do it. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Let's Bye. get on with the episode. Yeah, have a good episode. Hello, my name is Gray. And my name is Crystal. And this is Bustation Beauties, a supernatural commentary podcast where I, someone who has seen this show several times, and I, someone who only knows the show through social media, discuss every single episode of Supernatural from start to finish. Also, we are both Asian. Both Asian. For today's episode, I still uh-huh. have not pulled out. I have not pulled out. What's the name of this uh, episode? Who, who have you blood, not right? pulled out yet? <laughs> Wait, don't say pulled out independently like that. It sounds weird. What's yeah. the name of this episode? Fresh Blood. Fresh. I was looking up True Blood, and apparently there's a TV show called True Blood. Yeah, so. yeah there is. Okay, so today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 7, Fresh Blood, written by Sarah Gamble, directed by Kim Manners. Death to Sarah Gamble's. Um, <laughs> I can't finish the second part of that because he did die. Um, no! <laughs> no! We're horrible people. Cut that out if you want. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> funny. I'm putting it in. <laughs> so, what are our pre-episode thoughts? Uh, hatred, biting, killing, which are all things that do happen this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We yeah. had, um, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, like, sometimes you watch an episode of a show and you're like, okay. And then that's your only reaction. <laughs> yeah. that That's kind of how I felt about this episode. They were trying to do a, a lot of things. And the yeah. only thing that actually affected me emotionally was the very last thing that they did. The one with the car. Right, yeah, where Dean is showing Sam how to fix up the car. Yeah, that was a nice scene in an otherwise horrific episode. Yeah, 
I mean, at yeah. this point, is this a horrific episode or is this just an episode of Supernatural? <laughs> Maybe I mean, Supernatural in on itself is horrific and we need yeah, to accept this like, fact. To contextualize like where I'm at, like since watching this episode, the media that I have consumed are all of season one of the interview with the vampire 2022 show <laughs> uh little women directed by greta gerwig and the farewell directed by lulu wong so at the end of that my main thought about supernatural is why am i still watching it there's a limited <laughs> amount of time in my life and perhaps every single thing i could watch other than supernatural would be better than supernatural yeah, I've been saying since like last episode that I've been playing and actually finished playing The Great Ace Attorney. Oh, yeah, and it's congrats. such it's such good media. Like it it's yeah. such a good story and all, everything mm-hmm. and it's like why am I watching Supernatural? Like there are moments when I was playing The Great Ace Attorney cuz like a major theme of that game is like the people you look up to are not always going to be good. You know, shit mm-hmm. like that. And I was like yeah. thinking, they were also trying to do this in Supernatural <laughs> and it was not this good. <laughs> yeah, they try to do a lot of things in Supernatural <laughs> and it was not that good. Yeah. So uh, what did you know about this episode before watching it? Um, Gordon escapes from jail, gets turned into a vampire, goes all bloodlusty, and then gets murdered horrifically. Yeah. Good summary. We can end the episode now. (laughs) Okay, goodbye, everyone. Come back next week for a very supernatural Christmas email. (laughs) Okay, anyway. But... uh... Yeah, I yeah. also knew about what Sterling K. Brown, the actor for Gordon, said about this episode. Like, I'd seen the excerpt from the interview that he had. Uh, should we just read that now? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Go yeah. On. So, okay, the interviewer asks, in season three's Fresh Blood, Gordon is transformed into a vampire. How did that sit with you? Um, and he says, that was really hard. I called Eric Kripke when I first got the script and realized I was going to be expiring. I wasn't so bummed about expiring because all good things must come to an end. The thing that was horrific for me is that Gordon turns an innocent girl into a vampire. That was hard because his sister was turned and he had to take her out. That began his career as a hunter. So I know Gordon does a lot of jack things and isn't the most righteous individual, but did he have to do this? Eric was like, we talked about it for a long time, but now that he's a monster and operates off instinct, he is not so logical. When the bloodlust comes on and you have the desire to feed, it is huge and your strategy does not take into consideration collateral damage. His endgame is to kill Sam and anyone else who has to experience detrimental effects because of that is not a concern of his. That was tough for me to process and get on board with. Sorry, Sterling K. Brown. You went to Juilliard for this. It's like when the whole time Gordon was, you know, doing his thing, all I could think of was like, this should be more emotional for him because of his backstory. Yeah. Like, that was... Sarah Gamble also wrote that episode. So, like, why did she forget? 
Yeah, I don't think she forgot. I think she just assumed that he Doesn't didn't have care. feelings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is weird given that they were trying to do the whole monsters can have feelings too thing for like God knows how long. Right. Yeah, like she did the episode with the good vampires that have feelings, but as soon as the vampire is not the pastiest white woman that ever did live, no more feelings. So to start, we have Gordon talking to Bella, like in the middle of a road. Yeah, I do enjoy this interaction. They're good characters to face off. Yeah, because like, Gordon is, like, so dictated by, like, what he deems is good and, like, you know, stuff like that. And then Bella is, Uh like, a money person. It's, like, fun. (laughs) It is fun. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, at first, Bella doesn't know who this guy is. And then he says, so, I'm Gordon Walker. And she looks a little bit alarmed. And she's like, oh, I know who you are. I've heard about you. And they start talking and Gordon has a gun pointed at her. And it's basically saying, tell me where Sam and Tina's or I'll shoot you. And they even do this thing where Bella's like, well, you can negotiate with me. And then he puts down the gun and it's like, well, in exchange for telling me where Sam and Dean is, <laughs> you get to stay alive. You know, stuff like that. It's yeah. actually super fun. I like it. It is scene. fun. And eventually what happened is Gordon was like, I can give you 3K. And then she goes, I don't wake up for 3K. And, yeah. but she sees the little hex bag. What, what they call it something in the show? A mojo bag? Yeah, a mojo bag. <laughs> I, I find it hard to believe that Bella would say mojo bag, but like, Mojo oh, but, oh, is like an Mojo's, actual word. Yeah, hoodoo thing. Okay, so I think it's like it. specifically like a bag that has powers that derives from hoodoo. Ah, so it's D who's using it wrong. Wrong, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, she sees the Mojo bag and she's like, oh, that's priceless. If you give it to me, you'll find the Winchester brothers. And Gordon eventually does. And Bella calls Dean and yeah. goes, Hey, Dean, where are you? <laughs> God, she's so real for this. Yeah. Uh, also, Dean picks up, like, right away. This, this man is dickmatized for real. This man is smitten. Oh, it was so good to see Bella. I didn't know that she was going to be in this episode. Um... Oh, yeah. Also, I think in the scene, Gordon calls Sam Winchester the anti-antichrist. Yes, yes. Which is very fun. Um, love that name for Sam. Also, the last time Bella saw Sam was Sam getting sexually harassed by an old woman. So I feel like this is a strange thing for Bella to be hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. Sam and Dean, they're like working a case. Uh, they're like near like some warehouse something in the dark and there's a man who is bleeding out on the ground and Sam's doing the whole like don't worry we're getting an ambulance for you while Dean's doing the where is she where's the vampire that's this <laughs> poor dying man um so 
Dean runs off um, and he does this thing that I've seen gift set it a lot by people who want to fuck Dean Winchester. Uh, yeah. Where, right, so he tries to lure the vampire out by, like, making a cut across his forearm. Um, he goes, like, smell that, come and get it. And he says, I smell good, don't I? I taste even better. Okay. Um, and a woman who has her face covered in blood comes over and, like, tries to bite his neck, does bite his neck, um, and then he injects dead man's blood into her, and she passes out. Uh, Sam comes over and tells Dean, like, hey, that was kind of a risky play there, which is something that continues throughout the episode. Uh, just, I hate we it We've done this for so long. We've done this I for know. so long. It's been seven episodes. Like, yeah. I mean, I get that the main conflict of the season is that Dean is dying. But have we yeah. considered that we can have other conflicts in this season? <laughs> I yeah. mean, I guess Sam being trying to be killed by Gordon is a conflict, but like, it's ended now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one ended pretty fast. Also, like, I find it strange that we haven't seen, like, Ruby for a little while because they've pushed the whole Dean's deal thing as a subplot for, like, so hard in this episode and some of the previous episodes. And I feel like we never really resolved Ruby saying that she could get him out of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatevs. What? So, back in the motel room. No, are we in a motel room? The transfer says it's a motel room. Yeah, but it looks sort of like they're squatting. Yeah, it's just just a house, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's a, the girl from earlier is tied up to a chair and she wakes up and she is very confused and like almost crying, you know. She's miserable. And Sam mm-hmm. and Dean are doing their bit of like, where's your nest? Uh, and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, huh, nice try, bitch. But where's your nest? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. And right eventually also, like, yeah she's very tits out which i guess we find out later is because she was turned at a club but like oh do we have to do this do we have to <laughs> yeah she well, she's, she's like wearing like a corset yeah she is blonde and that's gonna be a thing <laughs> jesus christ love that love that i don't know why that's making me laugh I just, i'm so, i'm sorry blonde women you've yeah, been through I'm enough sorry, blonde women like you have a lot of privileges in life but one of your not privileges is that every serial killer wants you so yeah, yeah. f to you the the vampire the vampire lady 
is saying that she took something and that kind of alarmed Sam and she's like wait you took something and she mentions it's so fascinating to me that they never say the word drug yeah in this episode because <laughs> what happened was uh she was like in the club and then a guy came up to her who was the dealer and he said like I can give you something that you've never experienced before and then mm. he put it in her drink and then she became like this and by like this like she can hear heartbeats from like a block away lights and sunlight and sounds and everything are so intense the smells mm. everything stuff like that and what she's saying is basically she can't come down like it's fascinating to yeah. me also that they never say the word hi it's so yeah. funny like she's like oh i took something and it was from a dealer but like never say the word drugs but and she kept yeah. she keeps on saying i want to come down i want to come down i just want to come down and then yeah. uh sam and dean like go to the other room to talk it out yeah like, they also ask what the guy looks like and she says he was old like 30 30 <laughs> wonderful she's supposed to be because like the actress like I would say is like 25 to 30 years old. <laughs> like how old is she guy, supposed to be? The guy looks like 26, you know? Yeah, like, and she looks, looks like 25. So like what's happening? What's going on? He was old, like 30. <laughs> uh, this Do this woman is only operating teenagers watch Supernatural. <laughs> this woman is operating on k-pop age standards you know how like oh i was gonna in, say in, she in, was like, operating media. off of queer elder standards <laughs> <laughs> if you were on tumblr when super hulak was big you are a queer elder <laughs> so the, uh sam and dean go to the other room to talk about it and they're like we have no choice we have no choice and dean goes back to cut her head off yeah. And like I was a bit uncomfortable by the fact that there was yeah. no like any pushback anywhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like we know that vampires can subsist off of animal blood. Like they met Lenora like last season. So it would be possible to just inform her of the situation and then tell her that she has to feed on cattle. Um when yeah, or they can hand her werewolf, off to Lenore. They- yeah, right. They don't have Lenore's contact info because, like, uh, she maybe like, they do. ran off. <laughs> but yeah, they should have gotten Lenore's contact info. When Maddie have... got turned, they called Bobby to ask if there was a way to unturn this a werewolf. Is what... Yeah, like they did not with, bother with... here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> with with Maddie. It's because Sam was in love with her or whatever yeah. they had going on. Yeah. But like this poor woman, because Sam did not feel an ounce of affection for her, just yeah. gets to die. Yeah. And, and also, like, it's, it's so prominent. They deceived her earlier. They were like, if you tell us what happened, we'll let you go. Yeah. Like, oh. Also, like, it, it's made even more prominent, like the Madison and this girl comparison by the fact that the the shot where Dean is like cutting her head mm-hmm. off is pretty similar to like how the Madison's episode ends. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Because like, it's, it's Sam's like face on Sam and then only, you hear the and then you knife, hear. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's like, it really takes you back to that episode. And you're like, why did it, they try to do any, literally anything? Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks so bad. Ugh. Yeah. So we cut to a hospital room and the guy that was bleeding out because of the vampire that they just killed, he's there. And Gordon and Kubrick, baby, are here. Jesus Man is back. Jesus, Jesus guy is Man back. is back. And is it just me? <laughs> or is Jesus Guy and Gordon, do they have a little something going oh, on? <laughs> they definitely have a little something going on. <laughs> yeah. They have a little something going on. And I, I love they that. They have that much going on last time. I feel like since... Kubrick helped Gordon escape. They've had a few stray hookups. <laughs> no. Like, I mean, spoiler, but uh, Jesus Man dies this episode, and the death yeah. scene was so like, like it was like Hannibal, the scene where Hannibal <laughs> guts will type of situation. <laughs> I'm right though. I'm right though. Yeah, no, you're right, and that is what romance is. So yeah, you are right. <laughs> Right, the two of them are questioning him. They're FBI agents. Oh, I didn't. I didn't manage to pause and see what the name on Gordon's badge was. I don't know if it was there. It'd be fun if he also did like rock stars. Uh, <laughs> what do you think would uh, Gordon have? What like? What do I think Gordon's Spotify playlist looks like? I have no idea. Do you think it's like a rule in? in hunter culture that like you should go with a pop culture reference or do you think that's just well, sam and dean and if I so like sam what do the others do what do the oh, others do then they probably, just random like, ass names actually like try to look up an actual fbi agent oh and take smart. their name <laughs> yeah just like what oh. Dean did that episode where he turned out to be like, where oh, he was like, to be a uh, I got the mic on the cop this was black. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Gordon asks about the person who attacked the man. And he was like, yeah, it was some woman who bit me in the neck. And they asked, did any of her blood get inside of you? And he was like, no. And Gordon says, well, that's good, because we would have had to kill you. And he just (laughs) stares the guy down afterwards. The guy's like, ha ha, good joke. And Gordon just unblinkingly looks at him. Is Gordon usually this bad at being an FBI agent? I mean... Like, he's considered a very good hunter. Like, he should probably be better at this. Yeah, but, you know, this episode, they were trying to do something. Yeah, like, he's so scary and evil. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. Um, And the man mentions, oh, like, these two guys rescued me. And Gordon's like, huh, what did they look like? The guy was like, oh, one of them was really tall. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. if you were uh, a witness to Sam and Dean's shenanigans, how would you describe them? Uh, two white guys. Two white guys. Lumberjack look. Yeah. Um, I would. Yeah, I, I think know. I would. I've never met a person who was six feet tall. Like that's my basis of like that's that's huh. the wait. Really? That's my it's just not even six feet. I don't think so. Huh. Like I don't think so. Because like like the average height of Filipino men are like five eight something like that, and like uh, for women it's like five foot. So like I I don't average? I don't. Let's look at the average height for men. Okay. Average height, men, Philippines. Okay, average height for a Filipino man is 5 feet 4, 25 inches tall. Average Wait, Filipino five, woman is 4? Four? Yeah. <laughs> Short okay. king. And Short for king. women, it's 4, 10. Wait, 4, 10? No, that can't be yeah. right. Really? I'm 5'3", and I'm the tallest person in my friend group. I am, like, considered, like, if I'm in the train and we're standing, I'm towering over everyone. Huh. I always assumed you lived your life as a short person, but, okay. (laughs) I'm only short person in comparison to you, and also, like, every single girl I've dated. (laughs) Oh, good for you. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I think I would be like, oh my god, they're super tall, because you know mm-hmm. my basis for height is quite short. They're leaving Spider, which is the club that the earlier woman said she was at, and um, they reveal exposition-wise that apparently all the people who have gone missing have been blonde women, um, and three of them have gone missing from here. Uh, and then they see this guy with a blonde woman, like, going around into an alley. So they follow them. Uh, it's so and... weird that they were like, one guy is going out with one girl. That must be the vampire. And they were right. Like, that's the amazing <laughs> thing. They were right. Yeah. Good for them. So the guy, he has this, like, eyedropper sort of thing, and there's blood in it. I Okay, don't you have to... I thought you had to bite them and then feed them your blood. You can just feed them your blood and that's enough? I think so. Because, like... But in interview with... If it's in the mouth, right? That too. (laughs) Well, interviewing the vampire with the vampire. I don't know. What is it called? It's IWTV. So it's interviewing with the vampire. And Supernatural run in very different leagues. So (laughs) they actually mentioned that decapitation is a way to kill a vampire in interview with the vampire, though. And Dead Man's Blood is a thing, too. So they should be consistent lore wise. And, you know, since Interview with the Vampire is the better piece of media, then its lore is the one that should be respected. For the very real creature that is the vampire. Exactly. This is the more scientifically backed show. So, yeah, so he um, 
is about to put some of his blood in her mouth. Do people at clubs really just take drugs from random people? Like, I know that they do, but, like, do they really? I don't know. I'm not the type to, like, know anything about drugs. So, like, don't ask me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, before the blood can get into her mouth, Dean like starts beating up the guy sam pulls her away and tells her to run uh and there's a bit of a fight the vampire runs off but you know who is there is gordon and kubrick (laughs) i love that yeah they literally just showed up and like it's such a bad timing bro yeah, it's such a bad timing because what happens next is there was a fight scene and and as you know, I do not know how to describe fight scenes, but basically like they're just fighting. <laughs> yeah, true. And then, sure. And then Gordon gets cornered by the vampire. I have no idea how this happens. Like the logic did not flow for me when I was watching the scene. Yeah. Right, Sam and Dean, like, well, oh, Dean does a thing where he, like, decides to, like, let Sam escape by distracting Gordon and Kubrick by, like, jumping around on cars as they shoot at him. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's, like, a very big deal because it's, like, he's jumping into the line of fire. Yeah, blah, 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 he's being so reckless. Subway Surfer's natural is real, though. (laughs) Anyway, and then Gordon is, like, uh, attacked by the vampire. I don't know why the vampire... Oh, okay, I get it. Like, I was wondering, like, why is the vampire attacking Gordon? Didn't he technically help him? But, like, he knows Gordon. Yeah, because Gordon Gordon killed his sister. (laughs) It's literally, like, music killed my grandma. But, like, Gordon killed my daughter or something. Wait, who killed your... Who killed whose grandma? In Trolls? In Trolls? Yeah. I I saw a watch Trolls. It's the funniest thing. Like, there's this one guy and, like, the Trolls love to sing and scrapbook and stuff like that. And then the guy, and then this one guy is like, I don't want to sing. And then they give his backstory. And the backstory is like he was singing. And then his grandma (laughs) died. Oh, God. Wait, you know how the the Cruella live action movie Dalmatians killed Cruella DeVille's mother? Like, like a bunch of Dalmatians ran her mother off of a cliff and her mom died. Dalmatians killed my grandma. Music killed my grandma. Gordon killed my daughter. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back in the motel room, we just have Sam. Because, like, Dean is still out and, you know, getting shot at. And when Dean enters, Sam's like, oh, thank God, where have you been? What took you so long? And, D- and Dean makes a joke that's like, oh, yeah, I got some pie or something. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. 
it's a joke, right? Like he didn't actually like go out for a slice or I don't know. You don't you never know with this guy. Yeah. 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 And then Sam berates him for doing the whole uh go in front of the weapons. And then they start talking about Gordon and the fact that he's out of jail. And Sam asks, how did he find us? And Dean stops in his tracks and goes, oh my God. And then he calls Vela. Yeah. And uh, basically, Bella is like super laughy. Like, Mm -hmm. "Uh yeah, I gave your location to Gordon Walker. It's fine for money. And he's like, oh, you terrible, horrible, no good, very bad person. <laughs> and then uh, Bella says like, oh, I mean, I was going to call. I just got sidetracked. And also like, he's just one guy. And Dean goes, there were two of them. And you can see Bella's face fall, which I thought was mm. surprising. Like, does yeah. he actually care about the Winchester brothers? Who would have thought? I mean, these did save her life. Yeah, it's quite cute, especially because, like, like when she says, "Oh yeah, I sold your location for money." Like, Dean doesn't seem that mad, but when she's like, "What was I supposed to do?" Like, he seems mad that like she didn't call to warn him. Oh well, because she says he had a gun on me, and like Dean's sort of like, "Okay, that's fair enough. You should have just given us a heads up." Yeah. Anyway, Dean says that like if if we make it out of this alive, the first thing I'm gonna do is kill you. And Bella is like, "You're not serious." And Dean goes, "Listen to my voice and tell me if I'm serious." <laughs> like he's really doubling loser. down on him. And you know what? Something I realized in this scene, maybe I am a Bella apologist <laughs> because like, Wait, who's not a Bella apologist? I don't know. People of IMDb are not. That's true. But I am. And this is a girl boss moment for her. And she redeems herself. So, like, it's fine. Who yeah. cares? I am yeah, willing wait, to admit are, all the mistakes. Were we supposed to be mad at her for selling her location? That was, it well, was you know, literally fine and she should have done it more. I know. I'm willing to forgive Bella for her mistakes, which are nothing. She has never done anything wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Also, she looks genuinely scared after, like, Dean threatens yeah, her. Threatens her. Yeah. yeah, which I... I don't know, which honestly seemed a little excessive to me. Like, is Bella really that scared of the Winchesters? Maybe a little, but, Maybe a little, but also, like, she would, she should have known that they're not going to kill a human being. I mean, they've threatened A white girl? A white woman? Once every two (laughs) minutes that they've been around her, but yeah. No, but were they actually trying to kill her? No, but mm. I I feel like they would not. Well, I mean, they were they were going to kill her by omission by like refusing their help. <laughs> yeah, they're refusing to help. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so we cut to a warehouse where the vampire we saw earlier, who I don't think gets an. Oh no, wait, he has a name. It's like Dixon or something, right? 
whatever who cares so yeah he's in the warehouse gordon is there he's tied up and what he sees around him there's like two young attractive blonde women who are like chained up by their wrists ah mm-hmm. and yeah it's just it's such a stereotypical like horror serial killer den and i'm very sorry to these blonde women yeah so right the vampire comes in and he starts feeding them blood and yeah gordon talks with the vampire a bit uh the vampire says that he considers these women family uh and i do what i have to we're a dying breed I wasn't sure throughout this episode if we were supposed to feel sympathy for this guy. Because he has a whole monologue later, too. Yeah. I don't but I think like, we're supposed to see in him, in his desperation, the desperation Dean had when he sold his soul for Sam. Like, stuff like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I did not like, later, catch that later that's true no that's true very yeah he was like i was desperate (laughs) have you ever felt desperate before dean winchester when you sold your soul to save sam yeah yeah so that that was what they were trying to do yeah okay yeah i just feel like if they wanted him to be sympathetic like they didn't have to have him specifically go after hot blonde women he clearly wanted to fuck but yeah yeah (laughs) right so he says like I know you Gordon because you're like one of the most prolific vampire hunters out there like we're going extinct because of you uh and the whole time Gordon's like insulting him and insulting vampires um yeah the vampire does the whole like Oh, right, like, we're so much worse than you, I'm sure, even though you guys killed a bunch of people, too. Honestly, I'm getting a little bit tired of every single antagonist in an episode being like, you think we're so bad, but you are also just as bad. It's just silly at this point. It's, yeah, it's repetitive, but also what if, Consider this a villain who yeah. was just bad just because, and it wasn't like, oh, I'm bad because you're bad too, and we're bad <laughs> together. Like, why can't you yeah. just accept that maybe you're an evil person and then stop at that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why can't he just be like, yeah, I am bloodthirsty? Isn't that fun? So he reveals that Gordon, I think, probably apparently killed his daughter or like just hunters in general killed his daughter and i don't even know if gordon was one of them uh yeah yeah and this guy refers to the blonde women he has chained up as his new daughters which again very weird because they're clearly like the sexiest blondes he could find at this club also it's like the you know like we we saw him with that one blonde woman earlier yeah and that was right. not a daughter 
yeah, no, they were about to start humping each other. So, yeah, Gordon is also is also reluctant to believe this, but he calls these women fang whores, so that's great. <laughs> um, Gordon, yeah, there's just more Gordon insulting vampires. That's something about like how they spread their filthy disease on pure base instinct, which yeah, I feel like is connects to the way I feel like a lot of vampire media connects to seraphobia. But uh yeah, the vampire is like, huh, well, I've decided because you're being so vampire phobic that I am not going to kill you. I am going to do something that you will find worse. And he turns Gordon into a vampire by, like, pressing cuts on their arms together. Yeah. Uh, And, yeah, Gordon struggles and yells he's not having a good time. But, alas, it has happened. Yeah. His scream, like, he's screaming, no! And then it cuts to, like, a wiring sound to, like, Uh, sharpening Sharpening. his yeah that was how do you a, pronounce a, machete is it it's machete is it like that? i think machete yeah, machete. <laughs> machete. machete what's that's such a gay way to pronounce it uh i think in filipino it's machete so like i i i'm confused but he's uh he's sharpening that and i thought that transition was super cool like i like oh, yeah, it. it was yeah yeah and uh, Sam and Dean are trying to figure out what to do because the vampire is out there, but like Gordon is also out there. So they can't kill the vampire if someone's out to kill them. So Dean starts saying like, well, if we find Gordon, you do know he's not giving us much of a choice, isn't he? And Dean was like, yeah, let's go kill him. Oh, Sam, and, yeah, Sam was like, yeah, yeah, let's Sam go kill him. Goes, yeah, let's go kill him. Ugh. And Dean goes, oh, really? I thought you were going to be, you would have been like, and then he puts on a voice, very great mm. core, very great core. He puts on a voice yeah. and he's like, I thought you were going to be like, no, we can't. He's human, it's wrong. <laughs> mm. I found this so amusing. Good for him. And yeah, I, I do find it annoying that they show Gordon being turned into a vampire before this scene happens. Because yeah, so like, like you as the audience, you're like, it's okay if they kill him because he's a vampire now. But like, yeah, they didn't know that. Yeah, they didn't know that. So... That's true. So it is still a moral decision that they have made, which is a bad one. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like uh, we forgive, like they did this so that the audience would forgive them faster because we know that he's not human anymore. Anyway, Dean's phone rings. It's Bella. And yeah. Bella is saying that she doesn't like it when she's being threatened by people. So uh, she found Gordon's location. And has, she did this by like channeling someone, I think, or like. A Ouija board situation, right? Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Where she like connected with someone from the dead and the person from the dead found out where Gordon is. Which I thought was super fun. And uh she gives a location, kind of a vague location and like some street science or something. And then she said that the spirit also said, Don't come for Gordon no matter what. I found this so weird. Like, why would the spirit say that? What's um, the point? I don't know. Just maybe the spirit was like, he's a vampire now and it'll be hard for you to fight him. Why would the spirit care at all? Yeah, I don't know who the spirit is. Because um, yeah, it's John Winchester. <laughs> at this point, the, the blonde women who were turned into vampires recently are still alive, right? So alive. it's not their spirit. I get if it was their spirit, they'd be like, this guy literally just gnawed my head off. Like, you should run. But yeah, I don't think that's the spirit she channels. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because they're still alive at this yeah. point. Yeah, don't come for Gordon Walker. Yeah, it was and... just to build suspense in the episode. Yeah. And like here, like... Gordon, we're back to the warehouse, and Gordon wakes up, and he's changed, chained, just like the other girls. And he's uh, not like other girls, but he is like other girls. <laughs> he is like other girls in this situation. Uh, he's tied up, and then there is like a beating heart and like rushing of blood sound effect that's playing over the scene. So like you're you're supposed to be in his consciousness, right? Yeah. And he's like struggling through the chains and then he finally rips it out and he starts to walk away when one of the girls goes, Help us, help us. And he and well, it's it like cuts. a suspense what happens. So it cuts yeah. out or they ask for that. But he goes out into the street and like we see him look at some lights, like a street light, a neon sign. And it's like way too bright, way too bright. And then a a car passes by, which I thought was like 17, but mm. it's not. It's just some random ass person. Mm. And those lights are too bright. And then he like looks over to one side of the street and there's a guy like fixing a tire. And he, like, looks at him with bloodlust and, like, yeah. Also, his eyes are really bloodshot in the scene. He does not look like he's slept well. And I feel like we didn't really see that with the other vampires. I don't know. But, yeah, maybe it's just a side effect of the light sensory overload king. Yeah. And what he does is he hops into the car of that guy and then when the guy finishes with the tire and hops into the car he bites him and yep. feeds on him and kills him my yeah. my in my thought here was like why make him finish the tire <laughs> like spare him the misery of changing a tire by killing maybe him instantly gordon, maybe gordon took the car to drive to the rv that's a wonderful idea and probably true. Mm. But yeah, okay, like, 
I guess I sort of like I know that when you're first turned your hunger is very severe so I guess I can excuse this first (laughs) killing but I do feel like Gordon would try very hard to have more control than he's having right now yeah yeah I don't know it's odd so we cut to the warehouse. Uh, Sam and Dean go in, and we see what happened to those two new vampires because their heads are gone. And original vampire guys on the ground crying and shit. And yeah. he's like, "Go ahead, just kill me." Uh, I like the reveal of the of the of the beheaded girls yeah i th- i thought the the special is the special effects what's it called uh practical, practical effects, effects were yeah. very good this episode so yeah. and i mean practical effects in supernatural especially in these early ones are like mostly good most of the time it's the visual mm-hmm. special effects that are like well that sucks but like these ones were pretty good. So. Yeah. Hats off yeah, again yeah. to the styling. Yeah. I don't know. What department is this? I guess this the, the <laughs> practical effects department. The props department. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think that one thing to mention is that Gordon's, like, victims throughout his arcs have yeah, pretty much exclusively been, women. like, yeah. young, attractive white women. And that's, like, a very specific thing like black men menacing a white woman is like an image used in a lot of white supremacist literature and such so yeah I feel like the reveal was like very fun in a suspense way but like they also did it like that to like up the horror of Gordon so yeah the vampires like oh my god, like, Gordon was here and he killed my daughters. I should have never brought a hunter here. Like, he killed my family. And Dean's like, oh yeah, you're such a family man. (laughs) And then it's the beginning of the most contrived monologue to ever exist. Most in-your-face monologue to ever exist. Oh my god. Yeah, he's like, no, you don't understand. I was desperate have you ever felt desperate and it cuts to dean's face i've lost everyone i ever loved i'm gonna like live my whole eternity alone cuts to dean's face (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ oh yeah maybe this guy was like i've watched supernatural and i know the only way to maybe make it through an episode is to be a sam or dean mirror so i'm gonna <laughs> act my van pussy off trying to do this yeah the vampires like i just kill me i don't care anymore like i'm in hell i'm in the worst hell dean's like well the worst hell is the actual hell that i'm going to because i felt desperate loved everyone i ever lost everyone I ever loved and stared down eternity alone but yeah Yeah. um so and then Sam notices that for the bodies in the warehouse the heads were ripped off with their hands and not cut off 
which means that Gordon suddenly has a lot more strength than he did before. Um, and he goes like, Dixon, what did you do to Gordon? And it cuts and we never find out if they actually did kill Dixon, but like they probably did. It just wasn't important. They probably did. Journey. Yeah. Yeah. The next scene is <laughs> the Hannibal scene. Yeah. It's so good. I was yeah. watching it and I was like, they really acted in this scene. They were yeah. acting, capital A. But basically, uh, like Kubrick is in the RV where we saw him also, tr- like, I think flirt with another guy like a couple episodes back. So he, yeah. there is a pattern with this guy. Too bad yeah. he's dead. He has um, a Jesus painting next to him, of course. Yeah. And then what happened was... He hears a sound outside, so he peeks out the window. But then he turns around, and Gordon is there. And he's like, what happened to you? I thought they killed you. And Gordon says, like, they did something worse. They turned me. And they're so near each other. They're so fucking close. (laughs) They're so near each other. And uh Kubrick goes like I'm sorry about that and you know he what this means hand right on Gordon's shoulder when he <laughs> says I'm sorry yeah and Gordon is like yeah um it means you have to kill me but not yet because I still need to kill Sam Winchester and Kubrick is like Gordon come on man like we can't do that uh I can't let you walk out of here. And Gordon insists that like, this is the one last thing that I can do good in the world. Uh, That sentence is not correct. This is the one last time I can do a good thing for the world. There we go. And throughout this, Gordon is like looking at the crucifix, (laughs) which is so funny, but he's looking at the crucifix and he's like, Yeah, I'm trying to do a good thing. And then Kubrick is like walking in the back and he grabs a machete, 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 (laughs) machete. And he like slowly faces to Gordon. He's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's one last good thing. I agree with you. And we go to Gordon's perspective where he hears the heartbeat and all that stuff. And then what right as he's about to slice Gordon's head off, Gordon turns around and inserts his hand through his heart. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. Oh it's so good. And it's like the way Kubrick dies, it's like they stare at each other for a little while. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he falls, he onto, Gordon's shoulder. falls onto Gordon's shoulder. And Gordon like kisses his forehead, right? Or did he, does he just turn his hand? He yeah, turns his hand in a way head. that made me think like he's kissing his forehead. And I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> good for them. Yeah. And he goes, one like, of them is dead, sorry. but like, good for them. Yeah. He says, yeah. No, this is truly romance. What, like, Hannibal ate, like, part, what What part of Will did Hannibal eat? I have no idea. I don't think that's true. I don't think he ate any part I of I thought there was a time when he, like, he, like, 
dug one of Will's organs out and ate it. No. <laughs> Maybe that's not no. true. Oh, I think he just force fed Will their daughter's ear. <laughs> Never mind. That's different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, romance. But this was literally reminiscent of the gutting scene from Mizumono, which is the last episode of season two in Hannibal. Have you seen mm. that? I you don't, have not you, you never Hannibal. watched, right? Yeah. Because it's no, too brutal for you. Yeah. I just, like, they just don't seem very nice. You know, they don't <laughs> seem like nice people. <laughs> Maybe the Hannibal is not a nice... The, maybe Hannibal the cannibal is not a nice person. Have we considered that? I I just don't like that he killed their daughter. I just think that if you have a found family, you should be nice to each other. Like You can kill other people, but you should be nice to each other. So they're back in the motel room. Sam and Dean are around. And... Dean hasn't been able to find Gordon yet. And Sam goes like, hey, give me your phone, because if Gordon knows our numbers, then he can track us down. And then it it looks like he's just going to take the SIM cards out, but actually he's just stomping on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's stomping with his giant foot on the phone. Yep. Uh, and Dean comes back with the cult, and he's like, Sam, you stay here, and I'm just gonna go out and get Gordon. And Sam goes like, uh, no, you're not gonna do that alone, because you are going to die. Mm -hmm. Um, and Sam starts getting worked up. He's like, oh, you're exactly like you have nothing to lose, because you think you're already dead. I'm sick and tired of your kamikaze trip. Yeah, Dean says I'm more like a ninja. And Sam says that's not funny. Um, And he's right. It's not a good joke. Uh, so yeah, Dean's all like, I like, what do you want me to do? I'm not just going to sit around and write sad poems. Uh, and Sam goes like, Dean, like, stop joking about everything and stop trying to act like you're not afraid. Because I can see right through you. Uh, and then, and, yeah, the corniest music. Yeah. And then the corniest music starts to play. Yeah, no. Music. The thing is, I feel like if there wasn't this music, I might actually be a little tiny <laughs> bit touched by the scene. But as soon as the music came in, I was like, this is the silliest thing I've ever seen on the screen with it my own two eyes. It literally is. It literally it's is. Like, it's, the, it's sad piano music. As Sam goes, so like, silly. I've been following you my entire life. I've been looking up to you since I was four, studying you, trying to be just like my big brother. Sam would not fucking say that. Um, yeah, so he says, I know you better than anyone in the entire world, and this is exactly how you act when you're terrified. Uh, and he goes, like, I wish you would drop the show and just be my brother again. And he starts tearing up a bit, and he says, like, cause, just cause. And the podcasts have worked. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Like, when he was saying, like, just cause, I was thinking, like, he, he said, like, because, and then, like, in my mind, my mind 
filled up the rest of the sentence with like we just have like less than a year together and so like when he continued like just cause and I was like oh he stopped himself from saying that yeah (laughs) good for him yeah so Dean's like okay fine we'll stay here I has Sam been looking up to Dean since he was four wanting to be just like his big brother I mean maybe I yeah I mean I guess I'm the oldest the older sibling so I guess I don't understand Sam's position in the family as well but I've never looked up to a sibling ever <laughs> yeah I think my so, sister has I don't know. looked up to me before a bit but I think that was more our parents doing the whole like why can't you be like Crystal thing so yeah I don't I'm sure know. John do you think John ever did a why can't you be like Dean thing to Sam yeah, maybe. Like, why can't you just be, like, obedient? Just, like, Dean. Right, The yeah. most obedient child in the world. Yeah. So, but I don't, I don't really think that's what Sam's saying here. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, I did, I did like these lines. Just the music was so bad. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like we often think that the brothers don't like each other very much and they probably don't but they do know each other yeah maybe do you think they know each other (laughs) do you think that's true i think like well knowing someone is like means you sort of have to yeah but like you know like who you are in front of people do you differ so like I think there's still room for surprises in the both of them. Like, oh, yeah, because they've only been interacting with each other for so long, for like prolonged periods of time. I think they know each other around each other. But I yeah. doubt that they know each other in terms of, you know, like, what are you like when you're with somebody else? Yeah. Which I think is also an important part of your personhood. So, yeah. I agree. I think maybe I'm having this reaction because I'm annoyed by, like, the Dean fan posts that are like, Sam will never understand Dean because when Dean's around Sam, all he does is, like, act to try to be the perfect parent figure to Sam, blah, blah, blah. That's like, untrue. That's <laughs> like, that's the perfect parent figure for Sam. Sure, why not? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, I feel it, like, first, Dean does not do that. I don't think he does. Second, like, like you can't spend, like, like the like 18 years, like, with someone, like, every single day pretending. and not, yeah. yeah, not trip up, like, at least, like, 10-ish times. So, you know. And also, like, every single time you are a person, you are a real person. Mm. So, like, even if you're like faking it, you're yeah. still real in the faking. You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, like, I think, I think it's unfair to be like he's always faking. Because like, if you're always faking, then that's just who you are. Yeah. So like, the argument doesn't fly. I I I, mm. I support my idea better, which is we're different people in front of different people. So like, yeah. You know, like they know each other around each other. Yeah. But like yeah. for example, like 
with with Charlie later on. Like Dean is like, you know, very sweet and loving with Charlie in a different mm-hmm. way than he is with Sam. So it's mm-hmm. like maybe Sam is surprised by that. You know, stuff like that. Because yeah. blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. I got tired of explaining myself halfway through. Well, yeah, I got it. You're right. Um yeah, also I feel like is this sort of is a tiny bit of a reveal on like for Dean because I feel like we've like we've seen him talking to Casey, for example, and he said that like, you know, he's not really that scared because he's just tired. I feel like we mm. were supposed to think during Sin City that like since he's not talking to Sam, he is being honest with this demon that he just met, but like Sam knows that Dean is terrified and maybe Dean thought he was being truthful when he was talking to Casey, but like this is like confirmation that he is definitely scared whether or not he knows it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Dean gets a call and it's Gordon. And apparently Gordon tracked them down or he got the number because he could smell Dean over at the cell phone store because Dean bought a new phone after Sam smashed theirs. Uh, And Gordon says, like, you have to come to me uh, because I have a woman who I have held hostage and you have to come here in 20 minutes or the girl will die. And Dean goes like, Gordon, don't do this. You don't kill innocent people. You're still a hunter. And Gordon goes, no, I'm a monster. And okay, this was the thing that <laughs> Sterling K. Brown did not like. And Sterling K. Brown was right. We have Sam and Dean going to the place warehouse factory whatever it is mm-hmm. and they untie the lady and they carry her out and sam dean is like sam stay close to me and then while they're walking out sam is like lagging behind like maybe three steps max yeah and the moment dean steps out of this like one room the door from like you know like the the, yeah. the thing they used to close up stores it falls down and locks sam inside and dean outside yeah and all i can what, think of is what like was gordon's plan if sam wasn't <laughs> walking behind the thing i thought of was like how are they able to lock this like is it like an automatic mechanism because it's so funny to me that they were like oh my god it fell let's try to kick it down like why don't you try lifting it up <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. They were having the time of their lives trying to kick down this metal door. Obviously, it's not working. So Dean is like freaking out, like, be careful, Sam, be careful, Sam. And then on Sam's side, the lights turn out. Yeah. And Gordon starts speaking in like the middle of the dark. And yeah. He's so real for this. He's, like, watched so many horror movies in preparation to make this as dramatic and cool as possible. Yeah, it's like, Sam is like, get out of here, Gordon. I know you're here. And Gordon's like, I'm here. And then, like, Sam, like, tries to swing the knife at him. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. Like, Gordon literally went, ha, 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 ha. And, yeah. 
so this is just what's happening and basically Gordon is saying like I sacrificed everything to be here in front of you right now and like get the chance to kill you Gordon calls Sam like not human and then Sam goes like look who's talking and then Gordon's like well I'm a bloodthirsty killer but I guess that's one thing in common for the both of us and he and Sam says like you're not you're not a bloodthirsty killer by instinct you are by choice because you didn't attack that poor woman and Gordon says I didn't I did something much worse and then we cut back to Dean who is fighting for his life trying to open the door Mm. and the girl has turned into a vampire and is trying to attack him and he shoots her with the colt yeah which feels very like I don't want to deal with this. I don't want the extra gore. Let's just use the cult. Yeah. That's something Sarah Gamble said. She yeah. literally said it. She put it in the script. I don't want the extra gore. Let's just use the cult. Yeah, or maybe the props team was like, we've made too many corpses for this episode. I don't like want to do another headless body. Can he just shoot her? Exactly. And Gordon says like, I know you, Sam. I I can see right through you. We're the same. And it's too bad because you won't do the right thing, which is kill yourself. <laughs> Gordon's on a Reddit forum replying, kill yourself to Sam Winchester. He's flooding Sam Winchester's messages right now. KYS, KYS, KYS. <laughs> Yeah. And he says, like, basically, it's what I'm going to do after I'm done with you. It's a shame Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't do it for yourself. So now I have to be the one to do it. And then we start seeing, like, the the place from Gordon's perspective. So it's, like, red tint. Because it's, like, dark, right? So, like, for Sam, it's just dark. And for Gordon, it's, like, red and like he he sees Sam clearly, and then he attacks, and they fall out of the of the wall, like the wall collapses. Yeah, something. <laughs> the wall collapses, and they're fighting for their lives. And Dean comes in and starts attacking Gordon, and Gordon like actually bites Dean. Mm-hmm. So Dean is all bloody, and then I don't know what happens next, but. What eventually happens is Sam gets ties a cord around Gordon's neck. And it's such a long scene. This yeah. is such a long scene. He like pulls the cord to opposite directions and like strangles Gordon until the head gets cut off. Yeah, it's pretty excruciating. Yeah. And like I'll finish the scene first and then we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Dean is like recovers from his neck biting situation and he's like wow you just killed a super vamped up gordon with no weapons and then he like cracks a little bit of a that's a bit reckless huh it's such a stupid joke so stupid like, but right, like, okay they did not choose to be in that situation right also i feel and also after sam kills gordon like we get a bunch of like extra shots of like 
Gordon's headless body, Gordon, like, Gordon's head on the ground, like, letting out, like, a last breath, and it's, like, it's, like, not good to look at. Yeah, here's the thing. I, like, actually, me and Crystal were talking about this earlier. Mm. Why am I suddenly talking about you like you're not here? (laughs) But we were talking about this earlier, and I said, like, something I find, because, a part of this scene that you're supposed to feel is, oh, Sam is vicious. Sam, like, maybe he is different. Like, that's something that I think you're not, even though it's not explicitly said, it's something you're supposed to think. It's I just find it fascinating. And by fascinating, I mean, oh my God, supernatural. That, like, they keep on doing this specifically to Black men. Like, it's always, like, Sam is vicious. Sam is like a different person, but every single time, like the victim is black men. Like they do it with, uh, what's his name? They do it with Jake. Jake, and now they're doing it with Gordon. And it's like both of these deaths are so visceral and so violent Mm. in comparison to a lot of other deaths in the show. Yeah. And it's just like, Crystal, say the thing that you said to me after I said this oh, earlier. Oh, it was, yeah. They were like, well, we have to show that Sam's going off the deep end, but we can't make him irredeemable, so let's just have him kill a black man. Yeah, it, uh, it, it very much has that vibe. Yeah. And it's it's quite frustrating. And yeah. also, let's talk about, because this is the last we see of Gordon. Obviously, yeah. he's dead. Yeah. But I think we've already said before that, like, his characterization, you know, a lot of people have said it probably better than we will. But, like, his characterization is, like, (laughs) racist. But, like, specifically the way the arc ended. What are your Mm. thoughts on it? I feel like... I, I do feel like, like... A lot of the stuff that I'm bothered with with Gordon, like, come from earlier, the way that they set him up to be, like, like, he's fantasy racist in this world without real racism, or this mm -hmm. world where we refuse to acknowledge actual racism, Um, and the way that, like, they set him up to be, like, this evil, vicious hunter in order to make Sam and Dean look better which is fucking annoying um and yeah i guess i guess i was thinking in the shower earlier today like in the world where like gordon is the main character of supernatural like he like would get a season where you know he's shown as this badass hunter but he's like not very he he's like he doesn't really distinguish between like creatures that can or can't control themselves and like stop hurting people um and then like him being turned into a vampire would be an opportunity for him to go through character growth by like understanding how hard it is to resist the bloodlust but also understanding the amount of like reason and sentience he still has and like i don't like i feel like if they wanted to turn gordon into a vampire like they, they didn't like but they did it here just so that they could kill him without feeling bad about it. Exactly. You know, when there were like a lot of narrative opportunities to develop him as a character, they just did it so they could get rid of him. 
Exactly. Like, that's the crux of it. They turned it, they, they turned him into a vampire so that they can excuse murdering him. That's literally it. And yeah. the thing is, again, like you said, like, a lot of the things that I don't like about Gordon, what happens to Gordon in this episode, are actually, like, considerably very little things. Like, for example, like, if you're going to turn him into a vampire, why not acknowledge his backstory? Like, we've said this before, like, it's such an integral part of his character, and it's one of the very first things we learn about him. So why not bring Mm -hmm. it up now? And it's like, it's like it's frustrating in that way because if they really wanted it to end this way then Mm -hmm. fine you know it started on a bad note if they want to like cut it off the like i mean like the story and the character then like okay fine but you could have done it better and you could have like acknowledged that he is a person with like a backstory that you already gave him. Like, you're not even inventing a new one. You've already given it to him. And you can have him just have, like, very little character growth. You know? Yeah. And it's it's frustrating that they were like, no, we just want to get rid of him and we don't want the audience to think much about it. That, like, right. maybe that's wrong of us. So Yeah, all his dialogue is, is like, I'm incapable of change and I'm a monster and you should definitely come kill me. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. So we're at the epilogue, which is a pretty good scene, but unfortunately... Completely disconnected. Yeah, no, total tone shift. Like, it starts with them just, like, chilling out and Sam's just, like, getting a beer out of a cooler, like, near yeah. the- to feel that they have committed a brutal act of murder like five minutes ago yeah so um dean has the impala's hood open and he's poking around in there and he asks sam to pass him a wrench and then he thinks for a second he goes like sam like come over here for a second And he starts sort of, like, teaching Sam on how to fix the Impala. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, he's saying these are the things that could be causing the rattle. Uh, Here are, like, the parts. Like, look, that's a valve cover. Wow. Um, Yeah, he quizzes Sam a little bit about what the parts' names are. Uh, It's quite sweet. Mm-hmm. And then Sam goes like, hey, like, why are you, like, teaching me auto shop? Um, And Dean, like, hands the wrench over and tells Sam that, hey, like, you should be the one to fix it. Um, And Sam is surprised at this because he says, Dean, you barely let me drive this thing, which is a new development in season one. Sam was allowed to drive the fucking Impala, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. But only, but only in relevant moments where he gets to stop the car in the middle of the road and storm out. Yeah. He's so real for that. Next time he should take the keys as he does it. <laughs> Just leave Dean stranded. So rude. Yeah. Um, and he goes, well, like, it's time, like, you should know how to fix it, because 
you should know these things for the future. Um, so they both sort of pause and feel emotions. And then he goes, and besides, it's my job to show my little brother the ropes. And I feel like you sort of expect Sam to argue or like say yeah, something else doesn't. about the deal, but he doesn't. He just nods and he starts fixing up the car. And yeah, there they are. And up. okay, up ends in that note. Okay, I have a question for you. Do you yeah. think? All this like fanfare about Dean is going to hell and the fact that we have it for one whole fucking season. Maybe, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think positive. Maybe this is like a good thing because like when Dean gets resurrected from hell, it's an, it feels like an even bigger deal. Right. Have we considered that? That's true. <laughs> it yeah. does make Cass cooler. Yeah, it makes Cass cooler because, yeah. That's and, don't, that yeah. that's yeah. I do think that it's it's helpful in the lead up to season four as well because you sort of understand how much grief Sam is going through right now and how much he would have gone through during the summer when Ruby came over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Led him into hot demon bloodland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. Also, you know, it'd be nice to have a different B-plot conversation sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating because, like, literally in season two, they just yeah. dip regarding plot, and then they mm. resurface the plot, and now it's like, here's the plot of the episode, and now here's the plot of the show, and it's just, okay, cool. Sometimes, though, I miss the monster of the week that's just... That's good, you know? I feel like there's no good monsters of the week this season three so far. Well, I liked the changelings. Oh, that's right. That is a monster of the week. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, that one is good. But it feels so far away now. feels so long gone. Yeah, so best line, worst line. Oh, jeez. I think my worst line is like, the daughter line, like, they're my daughters. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. bro. Yeah. All right, buddy. Right. I guess maybe my worst line is like, I was desperate. Have you ever been desperate? <laughs> Have you ever been desperate? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but also didn't like Gordon's. Like, no, I'm not a hunter anymore. I'm a monster. Like, okay, bro. Okay, and yeah. by bro, I mean Sarah Gamble. I my, I think my best line is probably, should I go the gear out and say that it was the sorry when Gordon killed? That was pretty gay. That was pretty good. Yeah. What's his name even? I've forgotten <laughs> Kubrick's name. <laughs> Kubrick. So, yeah. I like that line because it's like, it likes, you know, it's nice. Good for them. Yeah. Somebody just it. died. Also, I want to point out, I forgot to say it earlier, but like in the scene where Gordon is calling Dean, 
he lifts mm-hmm. his fingers, his hand is lifted up, right? And you can see that his fingers are like, you know how like when you get manicured and they're pink? Uh-huh. It looks like that because of the blood from like gripping Ooh. Kubrick's heart. It's just, like super fun. Yeah, he didn't wash it off entirely. Well enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so real. God, do I have a best line? Maybe I should just go with yours. I'll go with yours. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's that, that's not it. We still right. have to do our work worksheet. No, not worksheet. Spreadsheet. Spreadsheet, yeah. Right. Okay. So we have misogyny and racism. I think that both of these things are relevant this episode. I think yeah. the misogyny is not too high. I'd say a because like the one. women don't have speaking roles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one woman speaks in this. Two women speak in this uh, yeah. episode, and one of them literally just says, "Help me." Yeah, so uh, is that a one or a two? I think maybe it's a one. All right, racism. Mm. It's okay. The yeah, we we go from one to five. It's uh, should we sort of consider the entire Gordon arc altogether in this rating? Or you know what? I don't yeah. know because. I feel like we sh- we shouldn't like let's we let's just consider this episode. Okay. Right. I feel like the whole yeah. Gordon North could is probably a five. I feel like this yeah. episode alone a bit lower. Four. Maybe two, ish. three. Oh, three. Okay. A tree. Yeah. Okay, we can go with like, three. Like, because like we're also consider like even though we're not considering the whole arc, like. It's still influenced by the whole arc. So, like, right. you know, like a tree, I think, is reasonable. Okay. And I don't think we have any homophobia. So, <laughs> well, do we really put the homophobia in? Is that for real? Because of bedtime stories, we <laughs> added a homophobia column. What even happens in that episode? Dude, could you be any more gay? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah! It was that episode. God damn. Okay, yeah. so I am deviating. I would say this is probably rated. I have no idea how this is rated. Yeah, I feel like this is probably middling. I like think. Maybe an 8.3. Yeah, yeah, that seems about right. I'm gonna guess maybe an 8.4 from the IMDb-ers. Okay. I'm clicking. I I can't see it. <laughs> Hold on. I have to rotate my iPad. It's an Your 8.4. IPad-y. You're right. Oh, I my was iPad-y. right. My iPad-D. You're mispronouncing Your it. It's I'm iPad-D. Sorry. Your iPad-D. <laughs> <laughs> For context, I call my iPad iPad-D in front of only myself and Crystal, because I'm too embarrassed to call it iPadi in front of literally anyone else. <laughs> and I call my I call my laptop Lappy Toppy. <laughs> I say Lappy Toppy sometimes. 
It literally it's not sounds like sloppy toppy, which is so funny. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, 8.4, definitely too high for this one. Let's see what takes people have. Mm, sorry, someone called this the fluffiest episode so far. <laughs> <laughs> You want you ever you ever decide that you want some fluffiness in your life, <laughs> and then you watch this episode and you go, "That's sufficient." Okay, someone said that I don't know what is the writer's problem with female characters on the show. They start them out as interesting and then go mess the characters up over the course of the events, and then they said the Bella story is getting ridiculous with her using the boys in a way that makes them looking like morons. But I'm well, willing to are, get though. over this. But they are, yeah. I, I mean, the, I agree with the first part, but I don't see how that connects. I don't know what they dislike about the Bella story. Yeah. yeah. I also have no idea. It ends with, oh, Dean, how can you just be so great? Okay, I know it's the crazy fangirl in me talking right now. <laughs> it literally is. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that's it for this episode of Bus Station Beauties. Next week, we'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 8, A Very Supernatural Christmas. Bit early, but we're doing it. Yeah. Leave us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, follow us on... <laughs> follow us on social media. <laughs> we are on Twitter at twitter.com slash podcast. And on Tumblr at bustyasianbeautiespod.tumblr.com. Our official tag is BabPod, B-A-B-Pod. And thank you to everyone who has donated to our Kofi at ko-fi.com slash bustyasianbeautiespod. You can email us any feedback, comments, or inquiries at bustyasianbeautiespod at gmail.com. See you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.